Hi everyone, I'm Duitri Amalia, a freelance producer from Indonesia. Language has the power to shape our understanding about the world. It's a cultural, political, and psychological tool that impacts our psyche and the way we relate to people around us. But who gets to decide the meaning of the words we use? In the official Indonesian dictionary, the word woman, or perempuan, is listed among compound words that mean whore, evil, mistress, pervert, and many other terms that give the concept of woman a derogatory and sexualized connotation. The dictionary entry for man, or laki on the other hand, only contains two examples of compound words, masculine and courage. On today's episode, I speak to Ika Fantiani, a visual artist from Indonesia who has been pushing the language and book development agency to revise the entry for women in the Indonesian dictionary to have more neutral and inclusive connotations. Please note that this episode contains some foul language that some listeners may find offensive. If you enjoy what New Narrative does, please do support by becoming a member of New Narrative at newnarrative.com slash join. Memberships start at just 52 US dollars a year, that's just $1 a week. Or you can donate at newnarrative.com slash donate. And now, here's our interview. Hello Ika, welcome to the show. Hi Duitri, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us, how are you doing today? Good. Today is going to be a very interesting day to also start continuing with my research on this project. So it's it will be very interesting to share some of the findings for you also today. So to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. In other interview that you've done, you called yourself a creative worker. How did the journey start for you? This is a very always an interesting question because me myself start my creative career or like being an art worker is actually in 2012 because before I used to work in advertising agency and communication industry. I graduated from the London School of Communications. So actually I'm a PR communication advertising agency people when I actually then decide to quit and switch to art and culture in 2012. So uh, lately you've been on a mission to redefine the word woman in the Indonesian dictionary. Before we dive deeper into that, can you give some context for listeners outside of Indonesia about why the word woman or perempuan in Bahasa Indonesia carries such problematic connotations? Actually, this uh, message to question this word women in our <coughs> Bahasa Indonesia dictionary is actually something that I already started in 2018 by gathering informations and documented all the printed versions of dictionary in Indonesia from way back from the 1952 version. That's the first uh, printed uh, dictionary that we have until the latest one, which is the Kamus Besar Bahasa Indonesia, 5th edition, 2016. Because my finding at that time, especially from the 1st edition in 1988 up to the 5th edition in 2016, I feel that the way they describe the word women in whatever context, like the definition, uh, the noun, and the other terms of the language, is all of them are referred to their genitalia. Just to the woman's genitalia, either, for example, we are as the subject or the object or just a part of the production system. And that's it. So the way I, my question would be, why is the way they see women in our dictionary for almost 30 years is just seeing women from that context? Because 
I found it really weird. After 30 years, for example, there is no, um, there is no big changes or meaningful changes or <clears throat> something that I believe that it should portray women in much more richer dimension and their, especially their role in our daily life, for example. So basically that is the main question. Why is it the word women in our Kamus uh, Besar Bahasa Indonesia is described like that? Since 2015, you've been working on a project titled Kata Untuk Perempuan, meaning words for women, which started with a simple question, what is one word that represents a woman best? So tell us more about this project. What inspired it? Okay, this is a really good question because without this project, there is gonna be no project on Perempuan dalam Kamus Bahasa Indonesia or this woman in Indonesian dictionary. So in 2015, I get this invitation to join this project called in short, Wanita, Female Artivism Jakarta. Uh, my friend who organized this project, uh, actually it's a project of Indonesian-Australian Female Artist Exchange Program. Actually, it's that. That's the main idea of the program. And the way she <clears throat> put the word to Wanita, and I get a lot of questions from people. Why Wanita, Ika? Why not Perempuan? Actually, that is a very interesting question, right? So when my friend asked, the one who organized the project asked, Ika, would you like to have a workshop during the exhibition or during while you're staying here? I said, yes, definitely. And that question popped up and I said, oh, this is going to be very interesting if I create this one particular college workshop asking a question to people who join in, what is this one word that describes women based on their daily language? So that is exactly what happened. So I did the first Kata Untuk Perempuan or Word for Women workshop in 2015 in Melbourne, joined by 20 participants, all women from variety of backgrounds, nationality, age, uh, sexual orientations and everything. And it turned out the answers are amazingly interesting and, and amazingly rich. I'm so impressed with the insights from that workshop that I decided that when I go back to Indonesia in the following months in 2015, I decided that I'm going to make this a year-long project. Actually, that's the beginning. So since then, in December 2015 until now, I've been collecting those words from people. Actually, uh, I moved from one place to another, let's say cafe or bookshops or uh, public space or even office and collecting those words by, by, by making a free collage workshop uh, a public participation where they just make this one collage piece uh, with this one word that they choose to describe women and after that all the works are they going to give it to me and then I'm going to uh, post it or exhibit them gitu. so that's actually it's a documentation project yeah, to actually know how in general, how today's language or how is our language today uh, used to describe women? Actually, that that is the original story of that project. I'm still doing it until now, and I'm still collecting words, and I'm still organize uh, online workshop now. And I put all the submissions of the collage at one particular Instagram account, Kata Untuk Perempuan where all the documentations and all the work being made are um, putting it there so that public can see, gitu. And because then I think 
one of the most also interesting finding from that project there are some words that keep repeating they always come up like shopping pretty virgin energy uh, gold uh, mother gitu there are also of course other interesting words but overall 60% of them are in bahasa indonesia 40% of them are in english and the rest like less than 5% or 1% is in our local language gitu the traditional language and also at the same time what i feel interesting also from that project is how our society especially in indonesia that maybe every three months or something there are always new words to describe women in a sexual context another finding would be for example how this one particular word in indonesia it's it's a neutral word for example the word mami mami is it's neutral it means mother kan okay. the way you call your mom is mami but we can also put mami in another context which is pim so i found this very interesting the way the word related with women we as a society keep doing this like putting it in a totally different context in our daily conversation but most of them related with sex right gitu and of course at the same time i feel that um conscious unconsciously actually there are there, there is of course verbal verbal abuse on women towards women in our daily conversation either we realize it or not and also for example the way some of the male participants because male also can join this workshop uh one of the two words they choose is actually not based on their own personal reference but based on on his and his other boyfriends reference i think that's very interesting so it's a collective it's a collective word it's not only kalau most of the women participants they will speak like choose one word uh referring to this one themselves tapi kalau male or men they usually could also mm. speak something like for me and my boyfriends this is how we see women it sounds like a simple idea for a project right but in practice uh i think i it's very fundamental for the participants as well it's very reflective I think the most powerful or meaningful parts from the whole project is some of the findings that involves past trauma in participants' uh, memories and experiences that they even do not acknowledge that before. But when they join this workshop, apparently it brings back the memory and it gives them something from the past that apparently it's been hidden behind of the back you know behind of their their head but actually they never acknowledge that before but when we have these questions and they try to like rethinking and reevaluating their life experiences and they find this one word so some of sometimes during the presentation of the work it could be very emotional for some participants uh and at the same time of course i would never thought that the project would be that way you know what i mean could impacted or could cause such an impact for the participants but it did so through that one project i also find that how actually interesting to engage public in conversations in topics that they might have a problem in articulate that verbally but they would love to articulate that through art through art making because that's exactly what happened also uh, after that kata untuk perempuan that word for women project then i get several other 
invitation and commission workshops to create similar workshop with totally different topics such as gender violence, corruptions, uh, HIV, and other topics that I believe it's important topics, but we did not, most of the time, comfortable to talk about it verbally, right? But actually, they do love to talk about it through art. <clears throat> Maybe because they feel like people cannot judge me directly if I articulate my answer through my art because there's art shield on it. The per- perception can back to the person who sees my art but I do not have to maybe deal with feeling inferior feeling stupid or feeling like I have I'm too weird you know or I'm too controversial so it's been amazing actually what I have learned from conducting that project since 2015 until today um, for yourself how do you define a woman what one word would you use to define a woman mm. Interestingly, during my involvement on that project, I've been making several collage also in several words. Like mbak. Mbak is the word we use to call women in our daily activities or in our daily life to a woman. <laughs> uh, interestingly, this actually, particularly actually, this mbak come from Japanese culture, kan, right? But interestingly now, Every woman being called mbak in Jakarta. It could be the bank officer, it could be the maid, it could be the waitress, everyone. Even the way they describe, uh, my friend, the way they describe, uh, like this, something like this. She's beautiful, but beautiful like mbak mbak. You know what I mean, right? It's I think it's very interesting, loh, how they put this word mbak mbak or mbak to so many things. In describing women now in our daily conversation, the Jakarta especially. Yeah. That is the one word that popped up into my head waktu I joined this. Yes. Mbak-mbak. Terus, I also talk about hidangan. Hidangan means uh, feast. Is it feast or... Dish. Dish, yeah. Dish. Yeah. Because I think as a women, we are so related with this word. Because we are expect to be able to be able to cook, to serve the food. But... At the same time, we are also being objectified, like we are a dish. So that's the other also word that I put on my work. Yeah, it's amazing how just one word has layers of meanings depending on context, right? And I think this is also something that you've been working on with your um, mission about the word perempuan, woman, in Indonesian dictionary, which... In February, uh, the Indonesia's Language and Book Development Agency, which standardizes the Indonesian language, they defended the entry for the word perempuan, right? Saying that the definitions contained in the dictionary are simply a reflection of how we use the word in our everyday life. There in the dictionary, it's, it's uh, described with very uh, sexualized connotations and has misogynistic undertones. So do you think words like whore and mistress reflect the way most Indonesians view women? Maybe I will also refer back a little to that Word for Women project because through that Word for Women project is where I, the first time, I acknowledge this fact in the word women being described in our dictionary because during the research, of course, for that project, I have to refer to the, what is this uh, one medium that people in Indonesia refer to when they want to talk about the word women? Of course, dictionary. So I first opened the Bahasa Indonesia Dictionary in 2016, I think. Hmm. Uh, I think it's some edition from 1980s. 
that's but that's not kabur kamus besar bahasa Indonesia but from there I acknowledge now like for the first time ever gitu this is how they uh, divine women gitu but not until then 2018 when I start the project and do the exhibition that I acknowledge that this uh, misogynistic and gender biased description on women in our Uh, dictionary has been happening for almost 30 years. This is also one thing that I keep telling people about why I question this word than the way they describe in our dictionary. I do not, um, I acknowledge, I'm not refusing any fact that the way we are talking about women in our daily language is very sexual context. We are, gitu kan? We did, gitu. That's why all this word come up. I'm not uh, denying that. But my question is, is that the only way we talk about women in Indonesia? Which is, of course, not, right? Because from the way they describe the word women in our dictionary from 1988 until 2015, I feel that that's the only thing they talk about women in Indonesia. As a whore, as a prostitute, as a mistress, as a... As, for me, it's like, come on, being a woman in Indonesia... Of course we of course we acknowledge that of and being a, a prostitute is a job like sex being a sex worker is a is a work it's a profession for some women i have nothing against that it's just a job but we all know there are so many also other jobs that women women has been doing there are so many roles that women has been doing in indonesia so where do that those things going i mean where is that there in our dictionary if As referring to that official statement, like they said, dictionary is actually uh, a documentation, right, of uh, today's uh, or uh, conversations on language that people has, and they document that. That means my question would be, if that that's how we in Indonesia help a conversations on that involves women. Are we really, that's how we talk about women for the last 30 years? If that's that's what they found out based on their system of uh, counting the language data, I want to see the data because I have nothing against it. Oh, I mean, to me, I'm not denying there is such a, such a stigma or the way people see women as, as in a, such a sexual context. But my question would be, when you do that, In the dictionary for 30 years, what is your reference to? You refer to what? Gitu. I need to see that. That's actually my question. Right. And um, Badan Bahasa, the agency, they are the ones who publish Indonesia's um, official dictionary. And, yes. And uh, they yes. fall under the Ministry of Education and Culture, right? So yep. how yep. powerful are this agency and this dictionary in shaping the usage of words? I think it also... relate to if we talk about dictionary in general in Indonesia of course there are so many kinds of dictionary right if I mean if we go to bookshop we're gonna see like pocket dictionary or traveling dictionary or whatever kinds of dictionary by individuals by writers by whoever by people but this one particular kamus besar bahasa Indonesia is our ultimate official dictionary uh, by the government of Indonesia That puts it in the highest level, right, on uh, dictionary type because that's the official from the government. And they keep, and of course, they also said that this is the most complete and updated yeah. 
right? That's why this is the only, I mean, if we talk about, if you, if you want to see dictionary, if you want to refer uh, your Bahasa Indonesia language to, this is the most credible ones, right? That means because it's that powerful, people could always open other dictionary, could always use other dictionary out there. But this one is the one, the most complete and the most official one from the government of Indonesia. If we talk about the uh, Bahasa Indonesia language, it's there. And there, <coughs> this Baran Bahasa organization, actually they're responsible to formulate every single edition from the first until uh, the last one, the printed ones. Now, they also do, since uh, 2016, uh, they launch the um, online version, right? And they also publish other online version like the applications and everything. But, and also Thesaurus, uh, don't forget, we also have Thesaurus Bahasa Indonesia. It's also by the same organizations. So it's the same... Kaya, this the same uh, the same office who produced this, right? Because we if we now open the online versions of the dictionary, they're gonna give us the link to the thesaurus, and the thesaurus itself actually, although the team, the committee who actually responsible for formulating the thesaurus may be a bit different than the team, uh, or the committee who who formulate the dictionary itself. But they both uh, work under the same uh, Ministry of Education, and they both by the government. It's that powerful. Right. And just recently, there has been a change in the entry for perempuan. It now includes more mm -hmm. neutral compound words such as iron woman, mm -hmm. indigenous woman, ideal mm -hmm. woman, mm -hmm. saintly woman, and working mm -hmm. woman. Can you tell us more about some mm -hmm. of these changes and what do they mean? One of the things that maybe I would like also to talk about this T-shirt, this T-shirt, uh, the this um, one particular piece of work that I did with my collaborator uh, Yolando Siahaya into in twenty twenty, uh, for Women's March. So for Women's March twenty twenty, uh, we decide that to create this one T-shirt uh, said. Uh, change the the way your ex, the, the change the explanation of the word women in bahasa indonesia dictionary in kbbi that that particular that t-shirt is actually particularly uh, focused on those words itu tadi the the word of um whore uh prostitute you know mistress because and at the same time we also question other words related to the whole how this, uh, the word women being explained in the dictionary. Um, at that time, of course, we would never thought that someday it will eventually change, right? But at that time, we are, uh, we are surprised also with the amount of um, interest that we get towards the t-shirt. When we post it in Instagram, people start, I want that too, I want that, can we have it too, can, I would like. So, Suddenly, there are so many people then wear that T-shirt. Just I think I found that very interesting. That means they agree, right, with the message put on that T-shirt. That means they acknowledge that there is something worth to be questioned about how the word women being put in our dictionary, which is that's really awesome. Because I thought, of course, uh, um, 
since 2018, me and Yolando, of course, we have been aware with the amount of uh, support and the amount of other people like surprise, for example, of, oh my God, I would never thought that this is how the word women being described in our dictionary, but not until that well, since Women's March to 2020 that I think we get that much of, um, how do I call it, um, exposure and attention and question, obviously, and of course, conversation uh, regarding that. Until then, one day when Asteriska, one once a singer, she's a female singer. She uh, she went she 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 bought a T-shirt and she put it on her Instagram. It becomes like somehow a mass knowledge and awareness that, oh wow, so this is how the word women being described in our dictionary, and it start become something, uh, maybe put uh, a pressure right on the Badan Bahasa to answer this, on answer this question, why? For the addition of the Bahasa Indonesia uh, online version, they updated every six months. So there's a two times updates for uh, the Indonesian dictionary uh, online version every April and October. So uh, actually we acknowledge that there will be changes on the online version by uh, April 2021 but we never thought that it will be this much of a changes if you know what I mean we would never thought that that's a lot of changes actually including those words because at the beginning to me personally it's not about erasing or deleting all the bad words or the bad negative connotation it's not about that my expectation would be actually objectivity and fairness in describing women, including the way the word itself being described in our dictionary. So now when with this, there are some changes, there are some additional words that, that describe women in our daily life and more real, if you know what I mean. Because yes, of course, there's indigenous women. We talk about indigenous women. We talk about uh, iron women. Yes, iron women. Uh, working woman, ideal woman. And working women is something that we all are working women. So for the first time, I think it is such a g great feeling to be put in our own dictionary because that's us. So I think uh, for me personally, that's actually, that's one, that is my expectations to be able to have words to describe women which more rich and objectives and neutral and show that variety of role that women today do, right? So I think it's just good that it's a really good add additional to the existence one. Yeah, and there's still a long way to go for our dictionary, right? The goal of this project, from uh, Puan Dalam Kamus Bahasa Indonesia, Women in Bahasa Indonesia Dictionary, is not these changes. This is not the goal. This is not the final goal that I set for this project. The project is about documenting the history of the word women in our dictionary. That means it could take forever. Either it changed or not changing, I'm just still gonna doing it because that's the idea and the goal of this project. Document on this history and sharing it to the public and have this conversation with the public about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so although the new changes and additions have happened, mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. the older and sexualized compound words such as mm -hmm. whore, bitch, 
slut are still there alongside the definition of woman itself. What do you think about this compromise? Uh, I do not know either it's the com- I, I don't know either I should call it a compromise or not because I'm not Baran Bahasa. But at the same time, uh, my take out would be that since the, again, a dictionary is a documentation of all the words that we are being used to talk about women, for example, and the existence of those words. There are era or there are time when we talk about women that way. That means it has to be still there. But now we also talk about women in other contexts, in other roles, you know, in other positions, in other descriptions, which is to me now is much more objective to see it in overall. Yeah, in overall, it's and now, of course, of course, there are women who works as a sex worker, but also women, uh, working women and also women, uh, indigenous women, you know, it's become very real. And something that we actually talk about them in real life, right? I mean, I don't know. Have you, have we talked about women in sexual context always for the last 30 years? I don't think so, right? So I think this new changes put this context, the whole picture of a women much more real and objectives and fair, which is that actually what I'm expecting. Of course, still I'm referring back again to my previous question on the data the data of the usage of these words right because there must be some data to back up these changes right now i'm look forward to see the data on all these changes how come this all these words come from and how often we use this word in our daily conversation the word woman in bahasa indonesia has long been a political battleground um, we had wanita which was used by one of the biggest and most progressive mm-hmm. women's organizations in Indonesian history, Gerwani. But then the mm-hmm. word was distorted during mm-hmm. Suharto's mm-hmm. dictatorship back in 66 to 1998 into Wani Ditata, which means uh, berani diatur or willing to be ordered or to obey. Meanwhile, we also have perempuan, which is derived from ampu, which refers to mastery and is preferred by a lot of feminists. Along the way, some have been trying to reclaim back the word wanita from its derogatory connotations. Um, do you believe waging these battles over how to refer to women will help fight misogyny in Indonesian society? I get a lot of other questions, of course, since the beginning of this project. How about the word wanita in our dictionary? How do they being described? Then it become another comparison again between the word perempuan and the word wanita. Referring to your question, I think it also has another dimension. And history. And of course, the way the uh, it being portrayed in our daily life. Uh, it's all related a part of during the Orde Baru, during the Soeharto era, for example. The way they describe This is how a wanita supposed to be like. This is how a wanita supposed to be act. It's something that related back to the domestication of a woman, right? While perempuan then being put as something that not not uh, as graceful as wanita, for example. How being wanita is much more gives you a pride rather than being a perempuan. I mean, it's a very mean battle and this very uh devilish i think act actually to create this battle it's so supposed it shouldn't be a battle from the beginning to me personally because 
every woman have the right to define themselves, refer to whatever word they find comfortable. But then we also know that Jew, Jew referring to the history of the word women and wanita, perempuan and wanita, we also know how each of the word then being used, right, by political, with political agenda to actually then become uh, dividing women. We don't, we, should, we shouldn't demonize the word wanita, whatever that means, even if it means wanita, like you said. And the word empu in perempuan. Um, I think uh, rather than comparing and being part of this battle, which one better than one another, I think it's much more important to acknowledge and and how to empower and reclaim back those words and how to use those words to divine ourselves as Indonesian women today. I think that is much more important. Do not join the feud do not get into the, you know, the war they're trying to create. I'm a wanita, I'm perempuan, I'm not this, I'm not that. But how we can actually empower each other in whatever word we are comfortable with. Yeah, I've been avoiding using the word wanita just because I don't want to offend anyone. So we have to realize that there is a, a, a meaning to wanita besides wanitata. Right. What do you think that is? What do you think defines the word wanita that's not included in the word perempuan? Maybe now that this question occurred, which is that's really interesting. Maybe if we would like to reclaim this word wanita, wanimanata, ah. it's no longer about wanidita, wanimanata. So I have a power to rule. That's why I'm wanita. That's even better, right? That means we have a power to rule the show, to rule our own universe rather than being ruled, right? I think it's there's always uh, there's always a way and strategy to reclaim that word, right? And to see it with a brand new perspective that is much more powerful and empowered us as a women rather than just take it as is and let it oppress us. You know, from way back, I think. So, Bahasa Indonesia, like several uh, Southeast Asian languages, um, has gender-neutral pronouns, which might be helpful in making our languages more gender-inclusive. What can listeners across the region do to help this movement? What kind of collective effort do you think is needed to push this for a more inclusive dictionary? Okay, interestingly, actually, if we talk about the word women on dictionary, there's also other changes already in the word women, for example. I think it's in uh, Oxford Dictionary. But at the same time, also, uh, it's interesting that when I uh, share this project, I also then get uh, feedback from some of my friends in Malaysia. And now they also start questioning how the word women being described in their own dictionary. So I think it's it could be a bigger uh, public effort in every single country that they found that the way they describe the word women in or their own dictionary, in their own language, is biased, right? I think it could create a bigger question about how the word, how we women being described in our dictionary I don't, I'm not surprised if most people then will refer back to their own dictionary after they found out about this. 
and they do it in their own context, in their own language, in their own country. I think that will be awesome. Cause that, so we can we can now see that this matters. To question this, that matters. Gito. It's not only because we're in Indonesia, but also in other countries. If you feel like there's something wrong with it, you can always speak up and ask and challenge and why is it like that. And it's okay to do that. And it, if it's become like creating a big changes, I think that would be great, isn't it? Because we talk about women, we also talk about men. It's a human being thing. It's not about that's only your business as a woman. It's not my business as a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it would seem like a feminist issue, just because this is now we are talking about the word perempuan in the dictionary, the word woman. But dictionary is a is a genderless thing. It's for everyone. Yeah. And actually, if we talk about dictionary and we talk about the gender bias duetry inside of the dictionary, there are so many gender bias happening, not only on the word women. One of the findings that uh, there's somebody, I think he's a male, he also DM me on this fact is he feels that he found this word rape in our dictionary and he said that it's referring to men as uh, the perpetrator, as the one who actually subject of doing rape. He said that that's gender bias, as we all know that everyone can be somebody who's doing this. So, and and still my question, that, that means there's something wrong about it. That means you should speak up and question that. That means that we actually have the right to speak up about it. It's also about us. Dictionary is something that everyone uses. It doesn't matter, like you said, then your gender, your age, your background, your education, or whatever. It's about everyone. That means if we see something wrong in it, we have the right to say there is something wrong and question that. We open to critics. We open to having fair conversations on what should we do about it. I think that's the most important thing now to for, for people to realize that they can and should speak up if they feel that there's something wrong in it. That's all we have for today's episode. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us, Ika. Thank you so much, Dutri. It's been an amazing discussion. Our thanks to Ika for joining us today. Next week, be sure to tune in to New Narrative's Political Agenda, a fortnightly podcast series on current affairs in Singapore. And check out New Narrative's website at newnarrative.com for more stories from Southeast Asia. This is Dwitri Amalia from Jakarta. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.